Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tavisum Mirror. And I want to talk to you before we get into our guest um, about the spring-summer season ahead and vacation plans and some of my favorite beaches to visit, especially when I take family vacations. The beaches of southwest Florida, specifically Sanibel and Fort Myers, are some of my family's favorite. We've gone probably every other year for the past three or four years, and we have such a great time. Ever since my nieces were born, which now they're about four or five, we can totally count on the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel to be absolutely beautiful, family-oriented, gorgeous nature, wildlife. They're shopping there. My sister and I went down to Tangier Outlets. And the thing about Florida is we can buy all of our winter clothes because it's cold up here in New York and it's hot down there in Florida. So we're able to get great deals on some of these gorgeous jackets at Tangier Outlets. And just an overall amazing time. One thing I have to tell you is with every single beach vacation, I need a really good sun hat. And it's super easy to find it down in the shopping areas down there. You've got the Miramar outlets. You've got Tangier outlets, downtown Fort Myers. So sometimes I just save for my sunblock and hat shopping and bathing suit shopping till I get down there because they've got a great selection of sunwear and swimming wear for all age groups. So that's been kind of my secret. Sometimes I don't even pack a bathing suit. I just buy it down there. Sometimes I don't even pack sunblock. I just buy it down there. So I'm actually really looking forward to getting back down there this year to enjoying a really amazing family-oriented vacation on the beach, on Sanibel. It's really not one of these destinations that are crowded with crazy tourists partying. It really is a wonderful family atmosphere where you can go and relax and enjoy the sun. You can go island hopping. I think there's something like a hundred islands in the area. Um, we do, we were planning on taking a cruise to go dolphin watching because that sounds really amazing. I'm just really excited for the summer to start. Um, but it's kind of always summer down there. So I would encourage all of you guys to check out the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel. I think that you will absolutely love everything they have to offer down there. Hope you check it out. I'm going to get on to my guest, Melanie Notkin from Otherhood. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tabitha Mir. I have a really special guest today and somebody who, when I was reading about her, it kind of hit close to home for me. Her name is Melanie Notkin, and she's basically an expert in the emerging demographic of single career women who have not yet had children. And it kind of, it's she's been giving all of us a voice 
uh, in society, in a society where makes you, or in a society that makes you feel bad for not having had kids. So welcome, Melanie. Well, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Did I describe you accurately? You did. The only thing I would do is I would push back on the term career woman because there are no career men. Oh, I like that. I like that. See, I'm like a victim of it and I don't even realize it. You're right. Uh, What about that? Nobody assumes a man has chosen to be single um, and have a career as opposed to fall in love, get married, and or have children. You're right. But for women, somehow, it's like as if we've made a choice. She's a career woman. It's anachronistic to like the mad And it's almost derogatory, too. Mm -hmm. You're right. Right. It doesn't mean that, you know, and, and plenty, by the way, there are plenty of married moms who have careers. So it, yes. it's it, it's this idea that she's too cold and focused on her career to, you know, want a man or fall in love or want children. This is very interesting because I was just talking about this with my sister. Now, for those people who don't know anything about me, um, and I would hope you do by this point, but I have a sister who has two nieces who are my life, and I never ever thought I had anything maternal about me till the day I held my first niece, and it was like the movie Twilight, we imprinted, (laughs) I'm I'm not even kidding. And ever since then, like it threw me out of a loop because I had this whole trajectory that I was totally confident that I was heading down, and all of a sudden I'm holding my niece, and I'm just like, holy crap, did I just screw up my whole life by not doing this earlier? No. But that's how a lot of yeah. women feel. That that can be how women feel. First of all, that it's two separate things. Mm-hmm. So first, there's the extraordinary love of an aunt. Mm-hmm. And by the way, an aunt can be an aunt by relation with a sister or a close cousin. It also can be an aunt by choice, mm-hmm. your best friend. And when you see them have a child, it's, it's that whole idea of somebody you love having a child and you're holding that child in your in your hands and all of a sudden you realize that you are also of, of now of a new generation yeah all of a sudden you've been born into a new generation just as this baby's been born like you see the life cycle happen because exactly. you're now holding your sisters your brothers your friends child that's right and it's a little bit of an eye-opening thing it really is it's an extraordinary experience to become an aunt and for some women it um, makes them feel a little bit perhaps like, well, it hasn't yet happened for me and I really want it to happen and when will it happen for me? But meanwhile, they're madly in love with this child and so that seems to fill a little bit, not all, of, yeah. of what of what they're yearning for. And for some women, women, it says, wait a minute, I if I'm going to love this child who's my sisters or friends, imagine what I might feel with my own child. I have to tell you, I don't know if I felt quite that. I felt I love this child so much and these kids so much. I don't know if I can love anyone else more. Mm. I mean, how would I know? This is this is so I don't know. And I also felt guilty. Like, what if I had my own? Would I love them less? Mm. And when they start throwing tantrums and fits, I'm kind (laughs) of happy that I don't have my own. So I felt a lot, not just one thing. Oh no, of course. Yeah. And and frankly, parents feel that way too. Yeah. So you know, on Savvy Auntie, which is um, the the company I launched back in 2008 mm-hmm. to help fill this gap for women who, because more and more women are having children later, if at all, mm-hmm. than ever before. And so we've got this this now this new um, opportunity in our life cycle to really live the aunt life, mm-hmm. um, and that includes loving our nieces and nephews and but I bet you that when your first niece was born and you fell in love with her and you're playing with her and you have this extraordinary bond with her and then your sister lets you know that she's expecting another child perhaps one of your first thoughts was 
Why? Well, yeah, no. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> and then after that, uh-huh. it might have been, how am I going to love this next one as much as I love the first? Right. I did have that. But I her- felt actually a little bit of jealousy for mm-hmm. my first niece. Mm-hmm. Like, now the attention won't, because my sister had them so quickly. She didn't mm-hmm. wait two or three years. She waited right. like eight months. Like, she wanted to have another one right away. Right. And so I felt like, oh, my God, I felt so sad that the tension would be taken away from the first one, that she couldn't be a little a little bit longer. Well, that's what a savvy auntie is for, yeah. right? To give that older sibling more attention. Yeah. Then, because, and besides, mom needs that. She yeah. needs that help. Yeah. And those children, now that that child would be about a year old when her baby sister or brother is born, she needs that attention to help develop her emotionally, cognitively, and socially. So yeah. it's actually a great thing that you're there. And, um, you know, for children, they don't really necessarily know the difference, meaning they yeah. they didn't know that maybe another couple of years just being a solo child might have been more fun for them. I think now, though, that they're close in age, I like how much they play together. So that mm. my sister's like, look at this, they won't be alone, which I thought was really sweet. It is really sweet. Yeah. There's no question about it. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know the age difference, obviously, between you and your sister, but I'm it's sure like looking years. at it. So yeah. you can, and that's, you know, actually pretty close, too. Yeah, and it so is. you're seeing this, like, wait a minute, this is how we played out, too, and seeing the differences and, and all the characteristics and behaviors of these kids. And it's it's actually kind of extraordinary and beautiful to watch. I want to jump on something Jennifer Aniston said in mm-hmm. an Allure interview. Yeah. And, you know, Jennifer Aniston has dropped it stunning. I mean, everybody knows who she is and what she's been through. And, She actually quoted a saying, and I want to read this because I want your opinion on it. Sure. I don't like the pressure that people put on me, on women, that you failed yourself as a female because you haven't procreated. I don't think it's fair. You may not have a child come out of your vagina, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you aren't mothering. This is continually said about me that I was so career-driven and focused on myself that I don't want to be a mother. And how selfish is that? Well, it's true. So that's going back to that idea of the career woman, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what went on with Jennifer Aniston. We don't know if she's tried to have children, if she wanted children, didn't want children, if she wanted a child with Brad Pitt and it didn't work, and now with her new husband, um, she's now in later fertile years, and so maybe it can't happen. We don't know exactly what's going on with her, Mm -hmm. and we should never presume. Right. Um, And what I love about what she said is that it's universal whether or not you wanted children. Mm -hmm. You're not a failure. Exactly. we do. We live in what I call a mom society. We're so uber focused on mom that there were probably more, there's more, been more talk in media about Jennifer Aniston's uh, fake baby bump or will she get pregnant? One child right. a baby. She's adopted these children from Africa, whatever the story is, than on, than on even celebrities who are really pregnant and You're have right. children. You're right. We're so focused on uber mom focused that we have actually lost our sense of who these women are. And is it's almost as if a woman only becomes Um, an adult once she's had a child and we know obviously that that's not true Mm -hmm. um and so i mean i love what she said Mm -hmm. and me too there is pressure what was your inspiration for writing this book like how did you come about because it's actually filling a huge void it's like the ants don't get any attention Mm -hmm. the ones of us that are around kids that we do love that we aren't the 
quote moms, yeah. we don't get the attention. We don't get any accolades. Not that we need accolades, but we kind of feel left out a little bit. We we feel left out of the conversation yes. in America, right? That's going back to that mom opia that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Even when we talk in politics, you'll notice that when we talk about Americans, they always talk about the American family as if people don't have their own immediate families, aren't part of America. I mean, it, it's yeah. part of the family. And, and yet today we know that there are more childless women and men than ever before mm-hmm. and single um, men and women they often correlate um, so otherhood is is my second book the first was savvy auntie based on my lifestyle brand and it's a guidebook like a pair aunting guide mm-hmm. and otherhood um, took on a, a different route um, when savvy auntie launched in 2000 well the book in 2011 I began to write for Huffington Post and my third piece that summer was the truth about childless women mm-hmm. and frankly I, I remember that piece oh, do you? it made a lot of buzz it did and I, it, it's just hitting <laughs> me now that you were the one that wrote that <laughs> that's awesome I love that's it that's so fab yeah, I love you to talk about that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I frankly, what it was happening with, you know, with Huffington Post, and again, this is five years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know if anybody was reading it. You don't get the stats from HuffPost as, as a writer for them. And so I said, you know, I'm going to write this thing, which I wanted to say. And mm-hmm. that was about um, the what I call the pain and grief of circumstantial infertility. For those of us who are single and always yearned for children, and yet um, we also want a partner with whom to have those children, our grief and it is grief mm-hmm. is unacknowledged it's it is it is grief sometimes it does feel sad sometimes sure and yeah. because it's a loss of what, of your dream it depends on you know where you are on the scale and how much you yearn for children and sometimes you know to your point it happened when you had your first niece mm-hmm. where that wait a minute how old am I when is this going to happen is this going to happen who am I dating oh yeah. my god like it I really dated. messed me up <laughs> yeah no it, it can happen. because I was just dating and doing whatever I want and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look, time does fly, but look, we have a natural monthly reminder yeah. um, of our fertility. But usually you don't want that monthly reminder not to come. <laughs> right, exactly, right? We, we go through yeah. this, like, we spend half of our fertile years trying to not get pregnant, and then for many of us, that second half of the, trying to get pregnant. Right. So, um, and so I'd written this piece, again, about what psychologists call disenfranchised grief. Again, it's that grief that people don't acknowledge. Like, um, for some people, their, their pet passes away. And people say, oh, well, at least it wasn't a child. But for some people, it is like a child. Yeah. So people don't acknowledge the grief. And for a single woman um, who doesn't have children and can't have children because she's waiting for a partner, and yes, you can have a child on your own. I mean, there are ways. But yeah. but let's put that aside for a second because that's a whole other um, that's another question. Topic. Yeah. Um, and um, people will say, well, you know, because you're too picky because you're a quote-unquote career woman. It's always your woman. fault. It's you're your too fault. picky. You should lower your standards. Not everybody's perfect. Blah, blah. Or you're too focused on your career, yeah. as if again, as if you couldn't fall in love while you're paying the rent. Right. So, um, so, the, so there was all of this, and we weren't really talking about it because today, and still today, mm-hmm. um, most of the articles that are written about women who don't have children are called child-free, meaning they've chosen to be childless. The majority of American women and men, mm-hmm. um, and many polls and research studies have shown want to have children. In fact, 80, 80% of women um, are, uh, are who are not moms are single, 
And 81% of those, the overwhelming majority, want or wanted to have children. Mm. So um, somehow we've made it like this this feminist idea that um, to want to not want to be a mother or to not want to be married is somehow the right path for every woman. But for but but the truth is, most women want that, and there's nothing wrong with with yearning and wanting that. So I I wrote that, and I hung up. I I. I I published it, and then with Huffington Post, it could take a day, a year. You never know when it's going to go know. up. And I got on a phone, a phone call for an hour, hung up the phone, and Twitter was blowing up. My wow. email, texts, it went everywhere. And it ended up in CNN and Good Day New York, and many people wrote about it mm-hmm. because for some reason, it's as if a woman um, wanting to have children is almost um, as if it's not feminist or not something that is um, on trend. And yet, again, most people want it. So I kept writing on that topic, mm-hmm. um, and that's where uh, otherhood came around. Um, essentially. Uh, more women wanted to hear about this experience because, again, it, it is millions of women who are experiencing this. In 1976, um, 35% of American women of fertile age did not have children. By 19, by 2016, that number is 48%. Wow, it's almost half. Yeah, and 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 it is um, it's sort of like a hockey stick. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more women are not having children now. The nice news is that more women over forty are having children because of fertility. But that brings in another question because people will always say, "Oh, you're forty-five. Oh, you've plenty of time." My cousin's sister's brother's neighbor. The fact had is, twins. anyone after thirty can have issues, and you don't even know about it. That's and right. Another thing is, your uterus might be able to have children well into your fifties, but your eggs may not. But fertility has helped this. That's why, you know, the celebrity who's, mm-hmm. I think it was John um, Kelly Preston, John yeah. Travolta's wife, had her own baby, Halle Baby, Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. And what you don't see is all of the work that goes behind the scenes. Most likely, I mean, I wasn't there. And it leads people to believe that they have all the time in the world. Right. That's not true. It's not true. And often they, and we don't know, and, it, and there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with it. But sometimes it's I donor eggs. I think it's amazing. And it could yeah. be somebody else's egg yeah. and your uterus. It could yeah. be a whole lot of things. But it's giving the false impression that there's all the time in the world and it can happen for everyone. Hallie Mm -hmm. most likely froze her eggs, you know, and now experts are telling you to do it at age 30. I'll tell you what, at age 30, most of us aren't thinking about that. Well, there's no question that we're not thinking about it. And I talk Mm -hmm. about it in Otherhood, um, where women in their, by their mid-30s, now we have to remember that egg freezing was not necessarily really a viable option until about five, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of women weren't doing it just because it it really wasn't, frankly, worth the investment because it cost tens of thousands of dollars. It's a lot of money. And then you have to, what people don't understand is you have to rent space every month for your eggs. And that's also expensive. And then you'll have to pay for the IVF. And then you have to pay for the unfreezing. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And we didn't know, my generation didn't know to save for this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went through the whole process and it's not a feel-good process yeah. all along every step of the way you're having someone telling you that it's probably not going to work yeah it wasn't a positive uplifting experience at all I walked out of there many times feeling like the world's biggest loser because I was trying to do something proactive but the whole time I'm doing it I've got all these people telling me well like oh you should have done this when you were 30 well I'm not 30 I'm now older than 30 yeah. and shut up yeah. Um, so it's not like a feel-good thing. It's not like a warm no. and fuzzy thing. It actually magnifies your biggest um, fears. 
It does. It absolutely does. And not only that, but, you know, a woman's fertility is a very um, existentially connected thing for her, meaning once she um, her her fertility begins to wane, she misses a couple of periods, um, she starts menopause, all of those things. This is like after, you know, even whether or not she's had children, Mm -hmm. there's a real effect on her um, because because being fertile, whether or not she wanted to be fertile or not, um, is part of one's feminine makeup, right? And so when one, even if one is 32 and freezing her eggs and she doesn't have the number of viable eggs that she really needs to be stored, et cetera, and then she has to go for a second round, which, by the way, is another 10, 15 grand, et cetera, even more, at least, yeah. um, it, all of a sudden she starts to think less of her own, am oh, I yeah. a woman? What? what Oh my gosh, exactly. I would walk out of there and um, I would call my sister in tears Mm. and I'd be like, I don't know if this is worth it. This is making me feel worse about myself. And it can have that. In fact, the women in the book that I spoke with who are, let's say, 35, 36 said, you know, I'm not going to freeze my eggs, not because I don't want children, I really do, and not because I'm dating somebody who's going to propose any minute now, but because if it's not going to happen the way that I expected it to happen, then maybe that wasn't my journey. I can't tell you I feel better that I did it. I mean, people ask me about it and they always say things like, good for you, that was great, you're being proactive. And my honest response is, it wasn't a good experience, it didn't make me feel better, and I don't really have security, I have frozen eggs. That's right, there's no guarantee. <laughs> That's all I've got. There's, but there is, it's, it's better than not having had done it if you get to be 42 and ready That's to have children. That's what they say, and I'm sure I'll feel that way, but having gone through that experience, it didn't make me feel empowered or more positive. No, and, and in fact, you know, unfortunately, some men mm-hmm. are, are now assuming women are freezing their eggs so they can take <laughs> even longer in the relationship yeah. before getting engaged or married or partnered or living together, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had a man say to me on a date, so, uh, you, I mean, you froze your eggs. As if this is like, you know, the thing that a woman my, does. My response is, do you know what that means? Yeah, they, do you they understand? don't know. They don't know. Um, and then, I, then I, I have had that, it's been funny, it's been a joke. So on my television show, it came up. Mm-hmm. And one of the things came up is this guy had said, well, you're, you know, you're, you don't have a lot of time left. I'm like, you know, I'm 10 years younger than this man. And he's telling me this, right? <laughs> and um, he's like, well, you have frozen your eggs. And I think the producers told him to tell me that because why is, would you pull that out of his butt? Right. And I said, yeah, that's I'm, I'm waiting to give him away to the right person, even though. So <laughs> that takes me 100 more years. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, and, you know, so some women feel, do feel like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I've done something. That mm-hmm. that 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 measure of, of proactivity feels good. But then you've got the women who just can't afford it, right? It's, I mean, it's Most people really... can't. It was a blessing that I could, but I, I saved for it. But Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glammere with Dr. Taba Samir. Moving on to something else, I want to talk about the feelings of, you know, Mother's Day, that sort of thing. Mm. And, you know, you're that woman that we're talking about. And how do you deal with 
your feelings mm. of perhaps being left out of the conversation. Maybe you wanted this and it just didn't happen for you. We don't mm -hmm. know why. Not everybody's career driven and didn't want it. Most right. of us wanted it and it just didn't happen that way. Exactly. How do you deal with it? Like, or, or family functions and there's mm -hmm. kids everywhere and <laughs> you're the only one that doesn't have kids. Like, how, what kind of support advice do you give mm -hmm. to um, people who are experiencing that? Well, first of all, A, they're not alone. Right. Yeah. This is we've somehow thought that we were almost like the only ones mm -hmm. because we are married friends or siblings. Friends will say, oh, my God, but you're so fabulous and you've got this great career. I know. And you're, they love you're saying so that. You're so beautiful. Oh, but you're so pretty. There are no guys. There are no guys. Come on. There must you be You can't find anyone. Oh, and then you'll say, well, I mean, do you have somebody set me up with? No, yeah. I don't oh, know no, any no, guys. No, 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 no. They set me up <laughs> and I never actually make it to the table. I see it from the door and I'm like, oh, I have to go. I can't. I can't sit for this. I, just or at some point they say, "Well, you know, you're over." I'm not speaking of you. You're over 35. You're over 40. It's time to settle. But the truth is, the women of the otherhood mm -hmm. um, don't settle. They choose love. And by the way, that man deserves to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, I've I've certainly had. Um, that time where mm -hmm. the grief was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, certainly 10 years ago, I, I recently turned 47. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I wow. know... I would never have guessed. Well, thank you. You're Coming from welcome. a dermatologist, no, I will great. take that compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so I know that, that it's it's not going to happen, and I've had time to process it. Plus, writing a memoir about it and talking about That's it. That's a it, lot of emotions. I, it's been quite cathartic. Mm -hmm. um, and But to your point, and to Jennifer Aniston's point, um, you know, I, I am a mother in a way to mm -hmm. many others, mm -hmm. and an other mother. Mm -hmm. um, certainly my nephew and nieces, I, their mother's wonderful, mm -hmm. um, but they have a special bond with me yeah and that's an extraordinary bond and with other children in my life and certainly with the women um, who connect with me through my work so um, there are different ways to mother and I think that somehow in America we've made again this this mom opia this uber mother and the poor mothers because there's so much pressure on moms to be, you know, perfect, perfect, etc. And 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 so um, I I no longer feel left out of the conversation because I've started a new conversation because you've made us talk about it. like not yeah. made but you started the conversation started the conversation let's have the conversation let's talk about it and and we will say but what if somebody says to me you know but you know come on you have such a great life you don't want kids look how hard it is with kids I mean you know my toddlers I get that here. a lot and you know I've had a woman yeah. who had a toddler tell me you mm -hmm. never sleep it's miserable you da, da, da. and then I've had a woman who in her 50s has two teenagers and, mm -hmm. and says to me don't ever have kids when they're younger mm -hmm. they make you so happy and when they get older they break your heart so I'm oh. like she's got a point <laughs> well you know and and I'm sure look there are ups and downs to everything right yeah. but but the thing about having children there, there's no absolutely no rationality to having children mm -hmm. there is zero rationality to having children it that's is part point. of the human condition it's what you either want it or you don't and and many of us yearn it and mm -hmm. that's a completely normal thing as it is normal to, to decide you don't want to have children or never felt that that desire mm -hmm. but you know as as much as you, well, somebody once said to me, oh, I said, you know, and I've never, like, I, I wonder what it feels to be like to be pregnant. She goes, oh, it's horrible. You never want to be pregnant. No, I mean, I, I get that it's not easy, but I wanted that life experience yeah. and I'm not going to have it. And and that's okay. I mean, again, I'm, I'm 
I'm have dealt with that mm-hmm. and and the grief and and frankly I mean you know we're, we're, it's almost like we're sounding it makes it sound like the book is sort of sad it, it isn't there are a couple of chapters where there are very deep emotions but mostly it's a pretty funny sexy well book. I don't think it makes the <laughs> the book sound sad I think you're just taking us through the normal relation the mm-hmm. normal emotions that you have like I was with my sister and her friends who all have kids around the same age mm-hmm. and they were talking about one of the other kids one of the other moms were pregnant right there Mm. and she could feel her belly you know the the kicking kicking (laughs) and I remember thinking oh my god I may actually never know what that feels like Mm. and that was really weird for me I mean I might I'm still at that stage where it could but it couldn't but I thought that could be a real thing where I could never feel that but this is what I've always said yeah I really don't care about the pregnancy Mm -hmm. I could take it or leave it honestly I think that being a mother doesn't mean you have to give birth of course so if I have to do it by surrogate or by adoption I, I know, for me, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. It's still being a mother. Pregnancy does not make me a mother. No, no, of course not. I meant that just that experience. But for me, but a lot of people agree with what you're saying, that they can't imagine not having had that experience. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I didn't have it and I won't have it, and that's okay. But I it was sort of this idea of one of the types of things that people say, mm-hmm. um, which don't understand how much that cuts to the core. Meaning, it does. You know, I but I wouldn't. I would love that opportunity to that my toddler was crying, <laughs> and and begging to you know not put on their jacket or whatever it is. Right. I mean, that's part of what being a parent is. Yeah. But I wanted that experience, and so what I've actually told the women of otherhood who say well what do we say how do we respond i mean the only way to change the conversation is to be honest Mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to keep hearing the same cliche of responses this is something that i thought was really cool about your book um that you said um that sometimes your nieces or nephews Mm -hmm. are starting to get older Maybe they're six, seven, eight years old, and they're starting to ask you questions like, why don't you have any kids? And my niece at five said to me, do you have any kids at home? And I, I remember thinking, oh, sucker punch. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I don't know why I felt that way, because it's yeah. okay that I don't right now, right. but it, it makes me feel more, I don't know. It's a mm. weird thing when you have a, a little kid asking you that. Right. And so there are a couple of things that are going on. Mm-hmm. So we on com, I have this Dear Savvy Auntie column. And this was a question that a woman had that, that her um, eight-year-old niece had been asking again and again. And her first response was enough. She kept coming back with the question. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things. So first of all, you said um, at the beginning, we were talking about your nieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, I felt sad for my first niece because now she's not going to have exa- all the time in the world because yeah. she's going to have a sibling. Yeah. So, you know, first First of all, there's there's this curiosity about what is going on in Auntie's house. Um, you know, would if she had other children, would she love me the same? Yeah. And of course, you know, there's always that answer. But these are even parents give as I love all the children the yeah. same, and we have a very special bond where you were my first. Yeah. Right. I will. I loved you first. Mm-hmm. Um, not the first one to love you because our mom and dad get that, but. I loved you first. Mm-hmm. And that's really special to them. And that, by the way, they can be grownups by yeah. this time. They can be 50 and still feel that way with their aunt. Yeah. Um, and so, and then there's just the idea that, um, that, you know, sometimes um, children will ask cur- curiosity questions and there's absolutely no judgment in it at all. But somehow we kind of sometimes read it as judgment right. and because we've been asked those questions by adults. But for children, they're just curious mm-hmm. and they don't really understand necessarily, hopefully at seven, what goes into. Um, well, some do, of course, what goes into having a baby. Right. Um, but what I say is and what I've said, and I write this in Savvy Angie, um, is that don't 
don't you don't you want your uncle to be special don't you want auntie melanie to marry some really special guy because he's going to be your uncle and then we can talk about children and that for them makes them feel feel special again and they didn't ask again yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> because my nieces have like photos of me and they put them next to justin bieber <laughs> <laughs> and then my younger niece is four, and she's like, Kai, I want you to marry Justin Bieber. And I'm like, how do you know who Justin Bieber is, young lady? But they know. It's just so funny. <laughs> they do know. And they really, what's wonderful, and especially with the single, Charles mm-hmm. Aunt, we somehow are ageless to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because she said to me, my, my one niece is like, you look pretty. You don't look like a mother. I'm like, <laughs> what does a mother look like? Your mom is beautiful. But I get what she meant because she sees everybody else's mother. She sees her grandmother, who's mm-hmm. her father. So a mother to her is like older. And right. I'm like, I'm actually older than your mom, but yeah. we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And poor moms look, they do have the stress of having children. Well, my sister looks phenomenal, but I totally get what she was saying. Like, yeah. you look like a mother. And I'm like, wait a second, what? Um, but I know what she meant. So, what can you tell people? Like, what mm-hmm. kind of advice? If you could talk about, you know, days like Mother's Days and yeah, Father's Days yeah. and these sorts of grandparents. There's always a day for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make people feel okay about themselves? What advice would you give them? So first of all, in 2009, I created Auntie's Day. Mm-hmm. It's the first Sunday of July. So this year, it's July, Sunday, July 24th. Fabulous. Um, and it is a day like Mother's Day mm-hmm. to celebrate all the other mothers in your life. Mm-hmm. So your your aunts by relation, your aunts by choice, your godmothers, great aunts, um, that neighbor across the street who's always there for you, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, that's the fourth Sunday of July. But on Mother's Day specifically, it can be very hard mm-hmm. um, because it's not just um, what's going on in your social life and your family life, but also all the media and marketing is focused on like Yeah, mom. I think it starts like two months before. Oh, our, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so um, it can be very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's part part of the solution is that we have a day. So there's Mother's Day, Father's Day, and then and then Auntie's Day. But also, you know, it's time to mother yourself. Yeah. Um, and remember the, the women and children and men in your life who, who need support and need that kind of love. And... and um, and look at it as a day like that and acknowledge yourself as well. Yeah. Um, and often what I've found is that um, some, especially the, the, the sisters and sisters-in-law um, of the of the aunt, um, their children will often acknowledge the aunt on Mother's Day too. Yeah, I know. That's uh, they, I've seen that and I think that's just so cute. So I guess that the idea is just not to feel like you're alone. Not to feel like that you decided you wanted a career or not have a career, right. that that was a bad thing because it's not, society yeah. blames it on all, it blames it on everyone. It just. Sure. Every, well, I mean, they, they what get, are we supposed to do if mm-hmm. we don't have a career? Not yeah. pay the rent? I mean, right. I don't really understand this career woman thing, like as opposed to what? Homeless? Um, or, I, yeah, there's a whole <laughs> other type of female out there that doesn't want to work either, you know, that just wants to be, you know, a taken care wife. of. Yeah. Right. A career wife. That's fine. And that's, and, and that's you know, a very traditional role. And some women have that role mm-hmm. in this era mm-hmm. many women don't have the option even married mothers have to work mm-hmm. so this career woman again um again it implies that she chose a career now now the truth is some women do choose c- career over having children and that's totally cool too and some and frankly it's difficult um especially you know we're in new york i mean it's it's go 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 and and it's very difficult to find time to yeah to date uh, to date yeah. um and then there are the the issues of dating and that's sort of the the first half of otherhood of you know we've become a little more masculine we women in this generation we've learned to take care of ourselves we have what we haven't learned is how to let men take care of us that is true 
and, and I'm, I definitely important. agree with you there. Any kind of parting words for your readers or for your audience mm. for kind of like your journey to write this book and all the women you've reached? Mm. Thank you for asking. Well, you know, people um, wonder if they can be happy if they don't have children. Mm-hmm. And even if they came to the idea of, of wanting children later in their 30s and 40s as opposed to being born with it, you can't, um, you can never live an authentic life if you are measuring it against what other people think your life should be as opposed to the way it is. That's amazing words. Or even when you were a little girl. Because, you know, would you listen to an eight-year-old today tell you how to live your life? No. So why are you listening to that eight-year-old little girl? Because you made, yes, we make choices. We make choices not to settle. We make choices um, not to be in a relationship that isn't good for us. Um, We make uh, changes in our life that, you know, bring us to a different city or country or different career but we're always moving forward and if you want to find happiness you have to live your authentic life which is your truth and your truth isn't what other people telling you your life should be and um, the the four remaining words would be um, when it comes to your next steps because often enough women feel stuck Mm -hmm. if their life isn't what they expected it to be at 30 35 40 45 etc it's move forward Mm -hmm. And keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because it reminds me of something I heard. It's a phrase, and I wish I could tell you who said it. Mm. But it was, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that is where I always remember. When you start comparing yourself to other people or comparing yourself to what you thought, you're going to steal your joy. Oh, absolutely. And you have to appreciate the journey because not everybody has the same journey. Exactly. And appreciate yourself for, for being the, the, the director of that journey. Exactly. Um, you know, I it's not the life I expected, but it's the life I directed. And you know what? Think about all the good stuff that you have. Mm. I think it's so easy to focus on one thing. Think about all the great things you have, you know. And so I, I just want to say thank you for um, bringing this out there, making this conversation lively, viable, and so empowering because I think that it's just not being talked about and it it, I know that I have been in plenty of situations I don't have a bad life I'm I'm knock on wood I'm living the life I absolutely dreamed of minus that part of it Mm -hmm. and there are times where I'm with my family and I feel it more Mm -hmm. but what I do is I say it sucks being sad I would rather be happy yeah truthfully and and I say to myself maybe I thought I would have 100 kids by now Mm -hmm. maybe I didn't maybe I never thought about it but that's okay because I'm not done yet we (laughs) should remember some of the best days are ahead of us always regret is behind you Mm -hmm. and love is ahead and if you're back there Mm -hmm. in regret you're You're never never gonna 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 meet you're never gonna meet him in the future and if that's what you're waiting for in order to have children and and you know living in regret living in what you could have changed or would have changed it doesn't matter here you are and if you don't live in the moment you're not really living and I want to honestly truly thank you for all you're doing because if people don't know they should go to (laughs) I want you to give a shout out for your own social media where everybody can find you but truly not to believe that you're a failure or that you are alone there are lots of people out there who are living their authentic life with the same challenge in in front of them millions and millions of women so please tell everybody where they can your books where they can find you sure so um savvy auntie s-a-v-v-y-a-u-n-t-i-e that's everywhere that's the websites uh twitter instagram um facebook 
There are 95,000 plus fans on Facebook. So, and there are lots of conversation there about these issues. Um, and there's the book, Savvy the book, Auntie. A Savvy Auntie, and then Otherhood. And then Otherhood, Otherhood yeah. Modern Women Finding a New Kind of Happiness. It's a reported memoir. Like I said, it's a lot funnier and sexier. Um, it, than it's this a great book. Thank no, you. no, this Thank conversation you. was great. I didn't think it was a sad at all. I thought this <laughs> conversation highlighted the, the questions that everybody wants to ask. If mm-hmm. I had my viewers here, my listeners, these are the <laughs> questions they're going to want to know. The fun, sexy stuff, it's in the book, and that's why yeah. they have to buy the book. Absolutely. <laughs> and it, you know what? And if they have any questions, I'm Savvy Auntie on Twitter. Please tweet me, and I'm happy to answer them. I, I hope that they do. They will. Thank you for being here, and thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.